Well, just when you thought we broke down the biggest story of the season already with Jameis Winston being out for the year, Michael Thomas will no longer return this season either. So we'll talk about the entire situation surrounding this event and what it means for the New Orleans Saints. All that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, for making us your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that we're free and available on all platforms. I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, Canal Street Chronicles, Locked On NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. And it's already been a bit of a challenging week for New Orleans Saints fans, learning that the team lost uh, Jameis Winston for the season, learning that they had tried and failed to trade for guys like Odo Beckham Jr., Darius Slayton, wide receiver from the New York Giants, added to that list, made a call about Russell Wilson. And now you get a little bit more clarity as to why the New Orleans Saints were making the phone calls that they were making. Michael Thomas posts on Twitter making the announcement that he will not return in the 2021 NFL season. In the statement which he shared on Twitter, he outlined, unfortunately, there has been another small setback that we will have to address. To my displeasure, I will not be able to make it back for this season, but will do everything within my power to get back to the player that I have always been. I know God doesn't make mistakes, and I will continue to follow his path and cannot wait to be back on the field in front of the best fans on the planet. So him shouting out the Hudat Nation there. Um, Look, this is a tough situation and a terrible situation for Michael Thomas. This is a tough situation and a terrible situation for the New Orleans Saints and for New Orleans Saints fans. The entire season, what what have we been saying? This team gets so much better once Michael Thomas gets back to the field. Well, that's simply no longer a reality, unfortunately. So the New Orleans Saints will have to find a way to get better, even without Michael Thomas on the field, and also now without Jameis Winston on the field. And potentially with Trevor Simeon as your starting quarterback up until Taysom Hill is healthy, which hopefully will get a better indication of his uh, sort of path back to the field later on today once the first injury reports come out for the week for the upcoming Atlanta Falcons game. But this is not an easy situation. And look, I know a lot of people are also heated around this idea that, you know, Michael Thomas got hurt within the last two minutes of a blowout and all this other stuff. But I really enjoyed Nick Underhill's take on this which is how many other teams out there across the NFL are taking their best offensive player off the field, or if you like Alvin Kamara as the best offensive player, one of your best offensive players off of the field with two minutes left up against Tom Brady up only 11. The answer is no other team is doing that. So yes, this happened in an unfortunate situation, in an unfortunate circumstances. The New Orleans Saints were trying to extend their lead up against arguably the person that everybody says is the greatest quarterback of all time. So which is it? Is he the greatest quarterback of all time or is he not? Should you be padding your lead against him or is he done after an 11-point lead? I think we know the answer to that question. But, you know, regardless, it's the New Orleans Saints, so people are going to have their opinions about it. But the way that it falls down to me as I look at this is that Michael Thomas is a human being. It's that simple. And this stinks for him. Let me. This sucks for him. This sucks for him. It sucks for the New Orleans Saints, and it sucks for the New Orleans Saints fan base. Ideally, Michael Thomas is able to get back out on the field, 
wearing a Fleur de Lis, wearing the black and gold next season in 2022, and he's able to get back to some semblance of the player that he once was. But he has not taken a full-on healthy snap on a football field since week one of the 2020 season. And that's, of course, concerning. So the New Orleans Saints should still very much see wide receiver as the biggest need that they have going into and coming out of this upcoming offseason. Because this can't be a situation where the New Orleans Saints sit around and say, okay, we're going to wait and then we'll have Michael Thomas and then everything's going to be better in 2022. No. Put somebody across Michael Thomas, first of all. You still need somebody across from him. And secondly, you might need to continue to prepare for life without Michael Thomas over time. I'm not saying Michael Thomas's time in New Orleans is done. I know a lot of people are talking about that right now. That's not even on my radar right now. On my radar right now is what the New Orleans Saints need to do next in order to make sure that they are a competitive team without their starting quarterback, without their starting quarterback's replacement in Taysom Hill, without Michael Thomas. That's what I'm most concerned about when it comes to the New Orleans Saints right now. This is a very unfortunate situation for Michael Thomas, an extremely unfortunate situation for the New Orleans Saints, who are hoping to get that much better with Michael Thomas getting back to the field. And unfortunately, they weren't able to do anything or pull off any kind of a move that helped to bolster that wide receiver up. Now, they could still go to the market. Deshaun Jackson was just released from the Los Angeles Rams, but he hits waivers, so he has to clear waivers first, and it's hard to believe that he will. Hopefully, the New Orleans Saints maybe get a shot at him. I don't know. Uh, but how much does he add you? He doesn't add you a dominating presence like Michael Thomas does. So does that really fix all of your problems? Like the New Orleans Saints have a lot of work to do here to make up for what they've now lost throughout the 2021 season. And listen, we talked a whole bunch before the season began, began about Sean Payton. Sean Payton was going to have to go out there and prove that he could do it without Drew Brees. That's what everybody was saying. Well, now he's proven that he could do it without Drew Brees. He's proven he could do it without Drew Brees' replacement. He's proven he could do it without Drew Brees' replacement's replacement. And he's proven that he can do it without Michael Thomas. And instead, he's going to be doing it with Marquez Calloway, with Ty Montgomery, with Traquan Smith, Kenny Stills, Deontay Harris. They can't even elevate Kevin White anymore. They would have to assign him to the active roster at this point. So look, if this ends up still being a double-digit win team for the New Orleans Saints, and they still continue to throw the ball 30 times, in the midst of doing that. Oh, and of course, they'll have Alvin Kamara, who they can rely on in the passing game, uh, of course, as well. But if this ends up still being a 10-win team that loves to throw the football, give Coach Sean Payton the Coach of the Year awards for the next five years. Couldn't care less. Uh, <laughs> look, this is an, uh, a really, really terrible situation for Michael Thomas, for this organization, and for all of you, for all of you that are, are New Orleans Saints fans, for all of us that cover the team. I mean, watching Michael Thomas play is something special. And unfortunately, we won't be able to do that until at the absolute earliest, the beginning of the 2022 NFL season. But we'll have to see how the offseason plays out, all of this other stuff. So look, we'll continue to cover it all. Next, we're going to take a look at what the New Orleans Saints do next, right? What have they done so far without Michael Thomas? What can they continue to do? And how does it all change now that you also don't have Jameis Winston under center? So we're going to talk about that and much more as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at GetUpside.com. The New Orleans Saints are looking for good news. I've got some good news for you. No more having to drive around to try to find the gas station that's five, three, two cents cheaper than the other one. You ain't got to worry about any of that anymore. You download the GetUpside app. It's a free app. You can download it on your app store, Google Play, whatever it is that you use. And then all you have to do is head over to a participating gas station and bam, as you fill up, you're getting 25 cents back per gallon with every single time that you fill up. There's no catch. There's nothing fishy. I don't have any, you know, 
uh, fine print to read you, nothing like that. It's the GetUpside app. It's that simple. It's free. Download it now. Save 25 cents per gallon every time that you fill up. There's folks that are getting $200, $300 back per month. You can get that money back directly to your bank account. You can get it in an Amazon gift card. You can get it on um, you know, a bunch of other brands as well. PayPal. There's a whole bunch of different ways that you can go about it. And I'll tell you what, if you download the free app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN, they're going to give you a $0.25 cents bonus on your first fill-up to give you $0.50 cents back per gallon on your very first fill-up, $0.25 cents per gallon after that. No need to waste any time here. Grab your phone right now, look it up, download it. It's the Get Upside app. All right, Huda Nation, continuing on with today's episode of Locked On Saints. Thanks, as always, for making this your first listen of the day. Very, very much appreciate it. And thanks again to all of you for the uh, the well wishes and everything with the whole situation last weekend. I really appreciate it. But we're here with you again, getting all caught up. This will be our third episode of the week. Still going to make sure you get five up tomorrow. We'll have our crossover Thursday with Aaron Freeman. And then Friday, we'll do our keys to victory. And then we push our WWL Wednesday to Friday as well. So we have a lot of good stuff coming up for you here throughout the week. We also got a lot of good stuff coming up for you on today's episode. So let's focus now on what the New Orleans Saints do next. No Jameis Winston, no Michael Thomas. We'll see what happens with Taysom Hill. But what is it that the New Orleans Saints did last week that they could replicate going into the next few weeks? Well, here's the thing. The New Orleans Saints only changed their game plan a tiny little bit when uh, Trevor Simeon came in at quarterback. And it wasn't that they changed anything massively. Remember, uh, uh, Jameis Winston had only been throwing 30, 35 passes per game at the absolute most. Trevor Simeon comes in, he throws 29 passes, but it's the distribution of those passes that's very interesting to see. If you look at the passing charts for, God, for Jameis Winston over the course of the season so far, not a lot over the middle. Averaging about maybe five or six throws over the middle up ahead. So either, you know, from the line of scrimmage or beyond about five or six per game. And a couple of those were like those big post shots down the field. Right. But then after his injury, Trevor Simeon comes in, he throws 29 total passes, nine of those being over the middle of the field within 20 yards. So this was a big change for the New Orleans Saints offense was targeting over the middle of the field. Jameis Winston likes his perimeters and he likes behind the line of scrimmage. He got a little bit more, you know, he got very comfortable with that with Alvin Kamara, much more comfortable with that with Alvin Kamara than he was in his Tampa days now that he actually had options to throw to out the backfield. But when you look at what it is in terms of the distribution for for, uh, Trevor uh, Simeon, you end up having those nine passes that are all over the middle. And then you end up having, quick math, about 15 passes that are all within 10 yards. So the short passing game came back, the passing game over the middle came back. So it went very much back to Sean Payton's system more than Jameis Winston's more than Jameis Winston's skill sets tailored to a Sean Payton system if that makes sense. Sean Payton opened up his system a bunch back to like the 2011-2007 days to where you you're throwing the ball down the field and all of that whereas now with Trevor Simeon, it kind of reverted back to what we've seen over the past couple of years. And hey, it worked. The New Orleans Saints put more points up on the board after Trevor Simeon came in. That's not an immediate comparison of Jameis Winston. I'm just saying that this offense did not stutter. This offense did not give up. This offense did not lack aggression 
after Trevor Simeon came in. So if Trevor Simeon ends up being the quarterback moving forward, I think we end up seeing a bit more of what we've seen over the course of the past few years. We see short intermediate area attacking over the middle of the field, and then a couple of shots downfield, as you saw with the big 38-yard pass to Kevin White. Trevor Simeon can push the ball downfield quite a bit. That was beautiful ball placement on that throw. So wouldn't be surprised to see that, but that was the only, oh, excuse me, but there were only two passes that Trevor Simeon threw that were over 20 yards down the field out of the 29 passes that he attempted. So without a player like Michael Thomas, who is it that you lean on in the middle of the field and in the short and intermediate areas? Well, Trey Smith is definitely one of those. He's always been noted for his contested catch ability, his ability to make physical um, you know, catches in traffic, all of that. He becomes a big part of that. Deontay Harris becomes a big part of that. The Saints love throwing to Deontay Harris in the flats or in the short and intermediate area so that he can catch and make something happen after the play. I don't think he's going to be your over-the-middle guy like a Traquan Smith or perhaps a Marquez Callaway, but this is a real opportunity for the Saints to get receivers like Adam Troutman and Juwan Johnson back into the fold of this offense. They've kind of been iffy over the course of the, not iffy, but they've sort of been used sparingly over the course of the last few weeks. Maybe now if the game plan is going to shift to the New Orleans Saints really focusing in those two areas of the field, that's prime time tight end money area right there. So we could see a little bit more Adam Troutman, could see a little bit more Juwan Johnson in that case. Now, that's assuming that Trevor Simeon is the quarterback based upon what we saw last week. If the Saints shift to Taysom Hill once Taysom Hill clears concussion protocol and is back on the field, then I think you see a very run-heavy approach. And you can do that now that you have Mark Ingram back. It's not that Mark Ingram is a big world beater for you and is going to be able to Derrick Henry his way through defenses, but you're not putting, you know, 25, 30 touches on Alvin Kamara anymore because you can lean on Mark Ingram in that physical run game if that's the way you want to go about it. Think about back to last season when Taysom Hill took over as a starter for Drew Brees. You saw a ton of touches over those three game, over those four games in particular for Latavius Murray. That was not by accident. That was by design. That was to make sure that you ended up getting some involvement in that run game and that you didn't overwhelm uh, Alvin Kamara. Now, Alvin Kamara, Taysom Hill, if Taysom Hill comes in and is the quarterback, he's going to have to throw the ball to Alvin Kamara. They've got to get that part figured out. But again, they've had time to work on that over the course of the entire offseason, over the course of uh, training camp, over the course of the preseason where we did see him target Alvin Kamara. I know everybody likes to point back to 2020, but there, there have been newer throws, more recent throws since then. So let's not just put everything back on what we saw over the course of the four games of Taysom Hill as an emergency quarterback, at least when it comes to targeting Alvin Kamara. Pushing the ball downfield, that's a different conversation, but we'll see how all of that goes. But that's the way the New Orleans Saints adjusted uh, without uh, Michael Thomas, obviously, who hasn't been there for, throughout the season and now will not be back for the rest of the season. That's how they adjusted without Jameis Winston. That's what you can look forward to seeing over the course of at least the next few weeks while the New Orleans Saints try to figure out what this quarterback situation is going to be and even try to figure out more so what the wide receiver situation is going to be. Again, the trade deadline is passed. The Saints were active. They tried to get some stuff done, weren't able to get anything finished. So they have to rely on who's on the team right now and who's on the open market. And with the slim pickings available when it comes to trying something new at wide receiver, what is it that will help the New Orleans Saints in the passing game? Well, there's one easy answer. We'll talk about it coming up next as we continue on and wrap up 
today's episode of Locked on Saints. But first, want to talk about our friends over at betonline.ag. They have all the odds, props, bets that you want to get in on, everything that you need. Parlays, you can do tons of parlays over there. I always have a good time with that. Lots of prop bets, everything that you can get involved in as well. Right now, the New Orleans Saints favored by six points hosting the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday. You feel good about that line? Don't feel so great about that line considering all of the recent news? Well, betonline.ag is the place to get in on the action. And when you do it and you sign up for your first account, make sure that you use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, so that you can get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So you put down $100 with your very first deposit, you get an extra 50 to bet with as well, all over at betonline.ag. Everything you need in the NFL. We've also got you covered for college football, for the, well, the MLB's over. Shout out to the Braves. So go check out Locked on Braves for uh, more on that win. And then you can also check out all the Vegas casino games in the NBA as well. Uh, endless supply of things to get involved in over at betonline.ag where the game starts. And of course, if you're looking to step up your protein action, then you can go ahead and check out Built Bar. Dot com or built.com to check out all of their different products as well. But I'm here to talk about the best tasting protein bars on the market. The protein bars that taste like candy bars. They are right now rotating every three or four days. You can find a bunch of limited edition flavors right now. Paranormal pumpkin is still up for spooky season, but coconut marshmallow puff is black. Blueberry muffin is there. There are so many and there's a mystery flavor on the way here in just a little while. Whatever these flavors are, They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft, they're easy to chew, and they're absolutely fantastic when it comes down to uh, getting a protein bar that you can actually enjoy. No compromises here. You're getting 18, 19 grams of protein, but only four to six grams of sugar, 130 to 180 calories. This is absolutely fantastic stuff and flavor that tastes outstanding. Like I said, protein bars that taste like candy bars. So go and check them out. You can grab yourself a sample box as well. So when you do so, make sure you use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. Use the numerals so you can get 15% off of your order at built.com. Let's get it who that nation wrapping up today's episode of locked on saints Jameis winston out for the season michael thomas out for the season we talked a little bit in the last segment about what it is that trevor simeon and what the new orleans saints did with simeon in at quarterback now let's talk a little bit about what would help the new orleans saints at wide receiver because it's a little bit tough now to hit the open market there's just not that many players that are available right now Players very are unlikely to be released. Right now, Deshaun Jackson is available, but he's on waivers, so he might make it through. He might not. He might make it to the Saints. He might not. So we'll see exactly what happens there and if the Saints are even interested in him because, again, without Jameis Winston, you don't have the big, strong-armed quarterback to push the ball down the field, which is sort of what Deshaun Jackson's specialty is. So what can the New Orleans Saints do to help themselves out at wide receiver or, for better phrasing, at pass catcher? Y'all, with this being the case, it might make sense to move forward with Trevor Simeon at quarterback. Uh, hold on. Let me, let, me, let me make sure that I talk my way all the way through this. I will say openly that my preference moving forward, my assumption moving forward would be that Taysom Hill would be the starting quarterback once he's back and healthy. Gives you a run threat. It just gives you a, an 11th man on the field, if that makes sense. Um, 
It gives you somebody that can throw the ball, that can manage this offense, that knows this offense, that worked very hard to command this offense over the course of the offseason. And it also gives you sort of that run threat on the field. But if the New Orleans Saints are looking for maintaining what they have, but then bolstering their receiving core, Taysom Hill's probably your best bet. You think about the fact that this has, you know, in, in one game, in the middle of a game, Trevor Simeon ended up shifting this offense to a short, intermediate, middle of the field attack. Those are all places where Taysom Hill can be a value to you, particularly in the short area. I mean, less than nine yards down the line, down from the line of scrimmage, including behind the line of scrimmage, that's where Taysom Hill has caught the majority of his passes over the course of his career. Now, Taysom wasn't, hasn't been targeted yet this season between 10 and 19 yards, but that's often not where, and, and particularly where Taysom Hill is, which would be over the middle of the field. That's just simply not where Jameis Winston had been looking. That's where Trevor Simeon is going to be looking, though. And that's where this offense quickly shifted to when Trevor Simeon came in in relief of Jameis Winston. So could Taysom Hill's value as a pass catcher be greater than that of him as a quarterback? Uh, that's a really tough conversation to have because, again, this is a guy that worked his absolute tail off to compete with Jameis Winston, to compete, to become the Saints starting quarterback. And then now Jameis Winston is out. And I'm sort of having this conversation about, well, is Taysom Hill more valuable as a receiver? Look, maybe it makes me short-sighted, but if the Saints are going to be looking for help at receiver, Taysom Hill might be the guy to give it to them because they don't really have any other options outside of who's in the building. Now, we've only seen Trey Quan Smith back for two games. Kevin White had, you know, his first catch in three seasons last week. Does that open up the floodgates? Can Marquez Calloway step up now that he knows that there's not going to be any Michael Thomas coming back and pushing him further down the depth chart? Deontay Harris staying healthy and also continuing to be a factor is, of course, a huge, huge factor in all of this as well. And then, of course, the tight ends getting involved. But if the Saints wanted to maximize what they already have on this roster, then utilizing Taysom Hill, even if it's not full time as a pass catcher, but still utilizing him as a pass catcher when the situation calls for it, definitely seems like something that could make sense. Now, Taysom Hill could come out there and still be your quarterback. But then you could still shift him to a receiver position and allow Trevor Simeon to come in on certain downs and things like that. Sort of the reverse of what the Saints did with Drew Brees and Taysom Hill and said Taysom Hill is the one that's getting subbed out or moved into sub packages, if you will, so that he can then affect the game in a multitude of different ways. Now, there could be something interesting there, but I don't know how much you want, how much of a risk you really want to take at having your starting quarterback go out there and run routes every now and then, particularly knowing that he's most effective when it comes to physical situations with the ball in his hands. That might not be the most ideal situation. So that's why I say maybe having Taysom Hill as your pass catcher might have more value than having him as your quarterback, but we'll see. We'll see what the New Orleans Saints do here. I'm very intrigued to see how they manage all of this. This is not easy, y'all, to lose your starting quarterback and find out that you're not getting one of your star players back all in the same week and not able to add anybody to help to sort of alleviate that concern during the trade deadline, and now that door is closed, it's a really tough situation for any NFL franchise to be in. And unfortunately, it's your New Orleans Saints that are in that situation. But fortunately, they do have Sean Payton at the helm. And again, Sean Payton had a whole bunch of question marks fluttering around him at the beginning of the season. Can he do it without Drew Brees? I think he's proven that he can. And now he's proven or will be able to prove that he could do it without Drew Brees' replacement. 
as well as one of his star players and wide receiver Michael Thomas, which he's kind of already been doing it without, you know, if, if you really think about it, starting last season when Michael Thomas was injured in the first place. So we'll see exactly what it is that Sean Payton pulls out of the hat here. I'm very excited to see where they go. We'll continue to keep you up to date on all of it here on Locked on Saints. It was a little bit of a different film watch Wednesday this time around. We kind of stuck with the quarterbacks and where the New Orleans Saints had been targeting and how it is that they ended up going against the uh, going after the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But it gives us a little bit of insight into what we might be seeing moving forward here, particularly with this situation continuing to evolve. So we'll keep you up to date on this situation, as well as everything going on around your New Orleans Saints. Thank you so much, as always, for your support and for making us your first listen of the day. For your second listen of the day, make sure you go and check out the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. NFL analyst Brian Peacock, former NFL scout Matt Williamson, give you everything you need around the NFL in less than 30 minutes. Tomorrow, we'll be back with Aaron Freeman for Crossover Thursday, and then we'll get the keys to victory, and we'll welcome in one of our friends from WWL to break down the New Orleans Saints up against the Atlanta Falcons on Friday. Lots of good stuff coming your way here throughout the week. Potential bonus episodes too, because I just have no idea what is going to happen with this franchise on a day-to-day basis right now, because this news cycle is kind of wild. But I appreciate you being here with me. For everything in between, make sure you check me out on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them and trust you that nation. I'll holla at you.